Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. If I were to rely on the resources of uh, our many listeners uh, and ask them to name some of the fastest-growing industries in the country, uh, I imagine most of you would certainly come up with the production or sale of craft beers. Uh, a market analysis of, of the beer industry uh, shows a very strong trend away from consumers buying the well-established traditional beer to the purchase of a just a wide variety of, of new beer types and flavors. And if you walk into any retail outlet, uh, bars or restaurants or packaged goods stores, you'll you'll see that on the shelves. So as you might expect, when there's a new industry that um, has shown this type of growth, you also may find um, some government regulators getting involved. And our conversation today will highlight new laws here in Illinois dealing with the craft brewing industry. Guiding us through the conversation will be Attorney Kelly Anderson. Kelly always provides great content, uh, very current and detailed when she joins us. So I'm glad to have her with us. Kelly, um, this is a fun topic, so thanks for taking the time today. My pleasure. Thanks. So a lot to talk about. Let's, let's just start with some background before we get into some of the specific questions. Can can you you know walk me through uh, the industry a little bit, provide some history on the conflicts that may have existed with brewers and, and other um, people in the industry that may have led to the need for regulations? Sure. Well, you know, in, in 1934, which is around the end of the Prohibition, the Illinois Liquor Control Act was created, and then the Liquor Control Commission was formed to enforce that act. And obviously, the uh, liquor industry evolved over time, and then um, in around the early 2000s, craft brewing started becoming really big. And then in 2011, craft brewer licenses was added to the act. It was there. It was defined in the act then. And then in 2013, um, they changed the numbers of barrels a licensed craft brewer could manufacture to 30,000 as opposed to the 15,000 it had been before. So it's quickly evolving and um, it continues to need to evolve more because craft brewing is growing dramatically in a short amount of time. Yeah, boy, and uh, you just you can't really fathom the numbers sometimes, but the research is just overwhelming when you look at it. Now, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned a craft brewer. You, you kind of used that term. Is there a specific definition to what a craft brewer is or isn't? Yeah, um, the Illinois law, as they define it, a craft brewer is a person who holds a brewer license or a non-resident dealer who manufactures up to 930 gallons, which is equivalent to 30,000 barrels of beer per year, and who can make sales and deliveries to distributors and distributors to retail licensees. Well, that's <laughs> that's, uh, that's quite a bit there. <laughs> that's a mouthful. Uh, yeah, a lot of different, a lot of different pieces there. So, so obviously, when we start talking about some of these regulations, and maybe we'll circle back to it a little bit later. But everybody seems to be, you know, brewing beer at home these days. But um, these types of laws aren't impacting the just the average guy. This is someone who's actually making a business out of it. 
Exactly, exactly. I mean, obviously, there had to be regulations in the past for people who were home brewing. They had to, um, that was completely illegal. People were, you know, transporting it from their home, and that was illegal. But, um, you know, there are laws in place for that as well. But really, where it's changing dramatically is with the, the businesses that are making a, yeah, making a go of it. And so when you gave me that definition, you, you basically talked about the producer of the beer and then someone who is selling that or distributing that beer. You know, as you go up and down the streets in just about any town, you see brew pubs, which I guess are sort of the, the end users there. Is is that a different type of activity, and are they included in yeah. some of a little bit. I mean, you have to be a craft brewer to have a brew, pro- brew pub, but a brew pub is... Um, in in 1997, Illinois had only two to three, and like you said, now you can find one in nearly every suburban town, and, and there's lots downtown in the city. Um, Illinois, the law defines a brew pub as a person or obviously an entity who manufactures no more than 155,000 gallons of beer per year, which is just 5,000 barrels at a designated licensed premise to sell to distributors and non-licensees for use and consumption. And they can sell it also from the premises. Now, if I listen to both definitions of a craft brewer and a brew pub, you mentioned in both instances a license. Um, Can you give me a quick view of what the license process is like if I want to brew beer or sell beer? What license process do I have to go through to, to be able to do that? Well, you have to go through the Illinois Liquor Commission, and the fee for the license is just $25, which sounds like nothing, um, but you must first have a manufacturer's liquor, liquor license. If you're out of state, you need a non-resident dealer's liquor license. You have to have federal label approvals. So obviously, whatever labeling you're going to be putting on your um, brew has to be approved and registered with the Liquor Control Commission. You have to post some sort of tax bond. Um, You then also need to provide a completed registration statement, which identifies trademarks, the geographical territory that you're going to be distributing or distributing your beer in, and the time period that you're allowed to do that distributing distribution. Sorry, and you also have to have a federal brewer's notice, which requires a whole other application process in itself, and that's something um, you're doing obviously on a federal level, although. The laws regarding um, brew pubs and craft brews is is really governed by the states themselves. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So state is what we're talking about today. And and as we have our conversation, what uh, what you're getting here is information from attorney Kelly Anderson. Kelly is with uh, Lavelle Law and um, frequently makes time to to join us here on the program and and talk about some different issues. And when she does, I I know I always learn a lot. I enjoy the conversation, and I know uh, for those of you listening, it's a it's a great opportunity to get up to speed on on different topics. Now, in between visits, uh, when Kelly's not here, uh, I and you listeners can jump over to LavelleLaw.com, and you're going to find articles posted by Kelly and and other uh, colleagues over there. You you look under the media tab, and uh, you can get a whole list of articles that are always always current, and then past articles archived. So um, take yourself uh, a few minutes and go over to LavelleLaw.com to to see what else might be out there. Um, now, what about when we talk about you know the situation with with breweries and or craft brewers, I should say? Um, any particular problems that you know facing them in, in terms of 
how they get entry into the market and the competition. Are there a lot of issues right now that are of concern in this very quick-growing industry? Yeah, the big one that has been um, the focus of legislation recently is the limit on the barrels that craft brewers can distribute, or I'm sorry, manufacture. The 30,000 barrel limit is pretty small. Um, One barrel is just 31 gallons. Um, And the Liquor Commission also recently interpreted the law to cap the amount of beer a brew pub could sell to a distributor at 50,000 gallons per year, which is fewer than 1,700 barrels. This is obviously very unpopular with craft brewers and brew pubs and distributors. For instance, Revolution Brewing, I think probably a lot of people have mm-hmm. heard of them, which is the largest craft brewer in Illinois, In 20, they were established in 2010 and then in 2014 made just over 50,000 barrels and they're on track to brew 70,000 in 2015. Um, So that 30,000 limit is, is, is very limiting. And you mentioned how this law, well, you took us back to the, what, the, the 1930s for the uh, origins of this law and, and then mentioned several times in the last decade or so that it's changed. Is this something that lawmakers are working on and the industry is pushing for? I mean, do we expect that there's going to be more things coming down the road to try and address some of these issues? I think there certainly will. Unfortunately, um, the the problem that I just discussed for Revolution Brewing recently changed. Um, In August, Governor Rauner made some changes to the laws, making um, the brewers or their brewers are now allowed to make 120,000 barrels of beer per year, which is uh, a huge increase, and it's far above the amount that Revolution is actually even brewing. So that is a huge and very positive change that is making um, brewers and distributors alike very happy. And in, in terms of you know what they they brew in these, these limits, is it a limit for the entire brewery, or can they? Is it a limit per uh, per brand or you know type of beer that they brew? So if they have five different brews, it's per they... brewery. So now the the law now has created two different classes of brewers. There used to just be one. Class one brewers will be able to make thirty thousand barrels per year and self distribute up to seventy five hundred barrels, but they can't operate a brew pub. Class two brewers can now produce up to 120,000 barrels a year, and they can hold up to three brew pub licenses where they can sell that beer. However, they can't self-distribute, so they they have to um, sell it on site. Yeah, so it's really a question of what sort of business do do they want to be in, and, and the distribution exactly. is part of that. And what about the licensing exactly. process? I, now, I, I assume that um, there's a significant amount of background checks and other things that the state goes through before someone gets a license like this. There is, and and like I said before, all those various things that you have to even have before you can apply for the license is significant. I mean, you really have to have your ducks in a row and have a liquor license to begin with before you can get your craft brew license. Now, I have talked to some of your colleagues in the past, and I I know – as we talk about different legal issues like this, you know, this this is a specific type of business which uh, is regulated in some way through these laws. Um, but before someone jumps into this type of business, because I said so many people want to do it now, um, there's a business plan, there's a business part of it, and then there's a regulatory part of it. So um, highly recommended that maybe someone like yourself sit down and spend some time with with a pr- proposal and, and go through and make sure that they know what they're doing before they get in and find themselves in legal trouble. 
Absolutely, because the violations or the penalties for violations can be stiff. So you absolutely want to make sure that you're complying with all the regulations that you've filled and done all the proper paperwork, that you've set up your entity correctly um, to, to protect yourself. And what's what's the reporting process? Like once you have a license, are there certain things that need to be done on an annual basis or anything else to maintain that license and to stay current with the state it is an Yeah, it is an annual process. I'm not actually sure how they go about um, doing the updating, but um, they obviously keep track on a yearly basis of how much you're producing. So I'm assuming that there's some sort of reporting requirements at the end of every year. Okay. So, you know, I've, I've got to let you go here in a minute. We're just about out of time, and I know you've got plenty to do. But any any last thoughts, someone who's either in this industry or thinking about it, we, we kind of gave them a nice recap of the law, but anything else that we didn't get to that they should be aware of? Um, I don't think so. I would just, again, you know, highly recommend that people talk to an attorney and, and make sure that they're they're um, following, you know, crossing their T's and dotting their I's um, so that they don't fall out of compliance with anything and, um, and you know, enjoy part, being part of a growing <laughs> industry that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a uh, certainly an industry that uh, has so much going on and um, great to be able to talk about one of those and uh, in a conversation like this today with uh, with Attorney Kelly Anderson. Kelly, thanks very much for being with us. Always a pleasure to have you here. And uh, we certainly look forward to future conversations. You can catch any of our past podcasts with Kelly by visiting uh, LavelleLaw.com. You can also jump onto iTunes, uh, where you can download from there, or here on Blog Talk Radio, so everything is archived and saved, not only uh, conversations with Kelly, but with any of the other attorneys that we've had on as we've talked about legal discussions. So uh, there you go, perfect recipe for uh, unique brewing process, and, and off you go. But before you do, let's make sure you've got all of the legal requirements taken care of. Glad to share that information with you today. And again, anything else you might need, LavelleLaw.com for a wide variety of uh, very helpful legal information. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 